Hello and welcome to Your Best Self Podcast. My name is Heather. I am a mum, I am a shift worker, I am also an online coach. And this podcast is here to help you navigate the craziness of life without forgetting about you. I want to show you how you fit in and how you can feel your best at work and at home, not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. So if you resonate with any of this, then this podcast is for you. It's going to be jam-packed with practical tips and advice that you can action today for results. If you enjoy this, please like, subscribe, rate and send it on to a friend or even better, into a WhatsApp group chat. This is going to help me help as many women as possible feel their absolute best selves. So I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Your Best Self Podcast. I hope that you are all well and having a great um, start of the week. So I am recording the client Q&A and these are some wins, some struggles and some questions from the Project Your Best Self, the new group, which has just started today. Super, super excited. We have had some incredible wins already. Um, And it is also from the Empowered group. So um, people who have stayed on after doing groups um, and are continuing on with their journey because we are all about changing our lifestyles, not just having a six-week shred. So yeah, I'm going to get straight into it because Olivia's napping out the back door and I don't know how long I've got left. So I'm kind of playing with fire right now, but I like to live life dangerously and that's as dangerous as my life is getting right now. So... (laughs) Let's um, crack on with the wins. Um, so win number one. Um, so I basically had a week off slash relax week. I was away at the start of the week, Monday to Wednesday, um, with my mum visiting my auntie um, in London. So lots of steps, lots of drinking, a very indecisive aunt who doesn't eat that much. Um, so that means massive gaps between minuscule mean meals, no pro- protein, no veg. Um, I should have, shouldn't taken snacks or I should have taken snacks. Um, so... Uh, oh my god I can't read so I did eat things that I wouldn't have crisps because they were easy and on hand um, and then she put a little confession I'm not uh, the biggest crisp fan me either I would give up crisps crisp. if somebody told me that you can't have crisps for the rest of your life I'd be like hey, that's fine chocolate on the other hand like, um, so I think it's like it's good to have like to to know that like, you can have like a, a relaxed week. Like, I'm going to speak about this later in the podcast. Like, I am not about you guys feeling guilty for having these relaxed weeks. Like that is life. Um, but I also think from this, like there's a lot of things that you can take moving forward. Like, so if you know that you're going to visit a family member who um is like who doesn't have like big meals, has massive gaps between their meals, etc. etc. Like take your own snacks, you've kind of highlighted that, like, take your own snacks, like, know that your steps are going to be up, like, be okay with the fact that you're maybe not going to get your, like, regular workouts in that week, that's okay, if you're consistent the rest of the year, then that's fine, um, but also, like, thinking of taking your own snacks, like, if you know that she doesn't eat, like, a lot of protein, making sure you've got some high-protein snacks with you, even taking some protein powder with you, etc, etc, um, or, like, just making sure when you get there, like, you are, you maybe go for like a little food shop um just so you've got some of the stuff that you need for your goals um 
Next one is a baby-free week meant I actually slept. Forgot what that felt like. <laughs> Can't really at all. Um, also, sunshine just makes me so much happier. Like, yeah, I completely resonate with this. Like, I think sunshine, sunshine makes it so much easier to do these things. Like, it improves your mood. And when you're in a good mood, it just makes things, like, a hell of a lot easier. Um, and then, oh my God, a week of sleep. Like, what an actual win. Um, I bet you're feeling a million dollars now. Next one, consistency with my workouts. Um, by now, I've usually been um, lazy and made excuses not to do them, but determined to get all three in every week. Um, I'm feeling the results, and in brackets, not seeing them yet. Um, so that motivates me. Um, this person had a little wobble with the scales, but I think we have resolved that. Um, and she is she has definitely seen progress like in her her pictures she is definitely seeing progress but she's also feeling progress so she's getting stronger and she's had to buy herself some gloves because um like the weights that she was lifting it's not it was her grip that was that was making them challenging not her like not the the strength that she has so she is getting results she's seen results she's feeling the results which is amazing and as well like getting the consistency with them getting three in because like three full body um workouts which is what i program for you guys like in and out within the hour you're going to be working like muscle groups like three times a week you're going to get results but you have to be consistent with them like ideally you have to be getting three workouts in to see the results over time okay and building muscle does take time getting stronger takes time but it's one of the best things that you can do for your health um, and like your body composition etc 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 uh, next one, uh, again close related and I comfortably wore a t-shirt which had previously been too tight and I absolutely love this like seeing changes in your body composition like feeling them when you put clothes on like it's so so motivating um next one hit pbs in the gym and challenge myself a little bit more which is amazing again strength is improving um by getting consistent in the gym like challenging yourself and i think that's an important thing it's like looking at the weights you lifted last week like all the reps that you did last week can i do one more rep how did that feel last week did i get to 12 and i wasn't like the reps didn't feel sticky, so they weren't slowing down. Like, I was able to get through them. I wasn't pulling, like, ugly lifting faces. I wasn't grunting. Like, if anybody does the follow-along workouts with me, like, I am literally grunting by the last couple of reps. Like, if you're not doing that, you need to challenge yourself. You need to push those weights a little bit more um, because you're not going to see results if you're not. Because it has to be, like, that's part of progressive overload as you're constantly challenging your muscles because they are going to, they are going to adapt so you have to continue to challenge them, um, which is amazing this person has. Um, next one's completed a workout when I really didn't want to. Um, and I wore a, a dress that was way too tight to wear last year, but it's not so tight anymore. Again, another clothes one, which I am all for. These are the things that matter in your life, not the scales. Um, and then I get, again, like pushing yourself to do something that you really don't want to, like that is when you're going to get the results. It is not when you can be bothered to go and do a workout. Like it's the days that you can't be bothered, but you push yourself and do it um, anyway, because the average person's not going to push themselves to do these things, but you do, like you guys all do that. Okay. And that is where your results lie. That is where you make progress. So that is amazing. 
Um, next one, there's been loads of wins. <laughs> uh, I have been away from home Friday, Saturday and Sunday and not eating anything, not and not eating everything in sight just because. Um, I'm continuing to record as accurately as I can without feeling guilty. Previously, I would have said fuck it and given myself permission to eat whatever, whenever for the full three days. So this is um, somebody who's just started Project Your Best Self and what a mindset shift already, okay? So just because you're away somewhere and there's, you have access to a lot more like food that you maybe wouldn't have in the house or you don't get in in the house doesn't mean to say that just because it's in front of you you eat it like you have to think about like if you, if you see something you're like oh my god I really want that like have it have it without guilt like record it that's okay but if you're just eating it because quote unquote fuck it I'm on holiday or fuck it like it's there like do you know that's a slippery slope and it's it's how you potentially are going to always come out of your deficit um, so yes, you have permission to eat whatever you want, whenever you want, but you you choose. It's making a choice, and that choice has to that choice then becomes empowered, um, and you're not just eating it for the sake of it, which I think is great. Um, last one. So I ran in this heat. I completed five sets of unbroken five sets of unbroken sets of ten toaster bar. So this person's a crossfitter, um, and I done six three times sixty kilo push press which um, I was pretty chuffed with these and bloody right you should be chuffed with them that's actually amazing like you're getting stronger you're getting fitter you're getting faster like I am all for this and this person is a shift worker um, who's work- who works in one of the most challenging wards in the hospital um, and she is getting all these results it's because she's consistent because she shows up day in day out um and she has the most positive attitude about everything in life. Um, she's like a, a breath of fresh air. Um, so I'm going to move on to struggles. Um, so struggle number one, I'm going to break this into two little parts. Okay, so um, I still feel like I should be losing more weight than I am and hearing other people. I think my tracking is getting better and my water intake has been so good with the heat. I tell myself all the reasons for it to be stuck with the heat etc but it just annoys me um i get it right in my head um that i won't do it um, and i found all bikinis this week in a bag and realized that i've literally never been 100 percent happy in my body as an adult and this made me feel so shit like i literally want to give this person like a huge big hug so i'm going to break this into two parts so the first part is like the scales it's a little bit about like um like realistic expectations like and about hearing what other people are doing and that kind of comparison. Okay, so I sent this picture person her pictures. Like she has the difference in her body composition, her body shape since starting is incredible. And there hasn't been that much drop in the scales, okay? But when you see these pictures side by side, you're like, holy shit. And it's why I really do insist that you guys do progress pictures, even when you don't want to. It's why I insist that you take your measurements, because this person has also lost 10 centimetres from her waist since starting, okay? So she is making progress, but it's maybe just not as quickly as her expectations had said, or maybe as quickly as other people have potentially are losing weight on the scales. Um, and that's getting in our head, okay? But this is where most people are going to give up on a diet. They're going to claim that the diet isn't working and they're going to go back to what they did before just because the scales aren't moving 
maybe as quickly as they wanted to, but we all know the scales are fluctuating, okay? They are always going to fluctuate, fluctuate, sorry. And I, I was thinking about this, like, I really do think this is why 90% of people end up yo-yo dieting or they end up going for quick fixes because the scales don't move as quickly as they want to. <clears throat> and this is the only marker of progress that they're using. Um, so they think that things aren't working. And I completely get it. Like, we have, so I was born in 87, okay? And I was grow like I grown up grew up in a generation where like it was Kate Moss, it was thigh gaps, it was fad diets, it was trying to be the skinniest version of yourself, it was trying to be the smallest version of yourself. It was only looking at the scales as a marker of progress. <clears throat> it was trying to get abs, like and if you have grown up in that generation where it's quick fixes, it's fads, like and it's or it's Weight Watchers, it's Slim World. But the only marker of progress is the scales. Like, or when people ask you, like, oh, you look great. Like, what have you been doing? You'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm following this plan. I'll be like, oh, in the next breath, how much weight have you lost? And then you have to tell them, oh, I actually haven't lost that much weight. And although you know in your head, like, you are educated enough on the scales that you know that that doesn't matter, it's still, when, you, when that person is asking you and they're not educated, you still feel like, oh, I've only lost, blah, blah, blah. But you, 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 it's hard to get that out of your head, but it's not all about the scales. Like, And if you're letting them get in your head, one thing you can do, and it's what I've... So I've had a couple of people um, get in touch with the scales, which, do you know what, guys? See, if you are struggling with the scales, please, please drop me a message um, because I will tell you all the progress you're making I will talk you around okay but if you are struggling with the scales like I want you to weigh yourself every single day this week okay you need to see these fluctuations for instance if you're if you're checking in a Sunday and you're only weighing yourself on a Sunday but potentially like we all do we like to maybe have a little bit more flexibility with our food choices and our calories at the weekend then your scales will be up on a Sunday but if you're only weighing yourself on a Sunday you're never seeing the other fluctuations and you're maybe always weighing yourself on a higher fluctuation so if you're weighing yourself every single day, like one, you'll get to see these fluctuations. You get to be like, oh, do you know what? Like the scales are up this week. Um, they're up today, but I did like a really heavy squatting session the night before, or I was up with the kids that, that like through the night, like I've had a really rubbish night's sleep, or I've not been to the toilet, or I'm doing my periods. Like you can rationalise these fluctuations and you can know like I've not put on two pounds. Like I have not eaten 7,000 calories more than my maintenance calories the day before you get to desensitise yourself to the scales. So weigh yourself every single day and in your check-in, you pop your lowest weight for that week in your check-in, okay? And I think that's more of a realistic um, view of your week, of your weight, um, and it also helps you desensitise yourself. So I know you're thinking, like, the scales are getting in my head. Why are you making me weigh myself every single day? But for some people, this really helps, okay? And the next part I want is just the bit about she said at the end about finding old bikinis this week in a bag and realised that I've never been 100% happy in my body um, as an adult like I wish I could I wish I could give you like a huge big hug like and I think unfortunately there are so many like of us who feel about like this in our bodies like I know myself like I do not feel 100% happy in my body all the time but I am a lot more confident than I am than I was like 10, 15 years ago when I was chasing that number on the scales, chasing being the smallest, lightest version of myself. Like, and I was never happy. I was never body confident. 
and I'm not saying right now like that I am 100% body confident I'm not saying um, that at all but I feel a lot better in my body and in my skin than I did like 10-15 years ago okay and I think it's because I've been doing like I have been working a lot more on creating that positive body image in myself um challenging the limiting beliefs challenging like the, the negative thoughts that pop up about my body um and that's taken work it has taken like years and years of consistent work you have to be realistic you're not always going to be happy with your body that is not positive body image like positive body image is not loving your body every single minute of every day like that is completely unrealistic and even people who you think have like really positive body image are going to have days where they don't feel that great about themselves like I found like this quote, so positive body image refers to having a healthy and accepting attitude towards one's own body. It involves embracing and appreciating the unique qualities and characteristics of your body, regardless of societal beauty standards or unrealistic expectations. So you're not going to love every single part of your body all the time. But what positive body image is um, accepting this, getting on with your day, without it impacting like your mood, your decisions, your habits, your behaviours. And I know that that's easier said than done sometimes, but here are some tips that are going to help. And this is some, like, these are some things that I've did um, myself. So one is gratitude and it's gratitude for what your body can do, like not what it looks like. So Ken, I spoke about this about a little bit last week, but it's things like digesting like a really tasty meal. It's hearing your kids say that they love you. It's giving your kids a, a big cuddle. It's it's moving in the gym or moving in life. It's been able to lift your kids up. It's been able to like move patients about at work, etc, etc. Like it's about like um like touch, like feel it's about the senses. And it's about for like having gratitude for what your body can help you do, like not just its appearance. Um, it's moving the focus away from the scales and onto like body strength, power, and also doing activities that help you feel this, like <clears throat> lifting weights. Um, surrounding yourself with positive influences, and that is like in your life, but also on social media. Okay. So you might have to have like a little social media detox and that might mean unfollowing. Like if you've, if you've got, maybe like, I'm, this is like, I'm not saying unfollow your friends, but if you've maybe got one friend who is po- like constantly posting like pictures of themselves or putting themselves down or like, etc. Like and it's make it's triggering you. It's making you feel bad. Mute them for a little bit. Okay. If, if it's affecting your mental health and how you feel about your body, like, just give them a mute. If it's influencers, if it's just people who are, they are constantly triggering you, they're constantly causing you to compare yourself and make you feel bad, unfollow them, okay? So it might mean, so you have to surround yourself with positive people, but let's face it, we are all on our phones quite a lot, okay? So make sure that the people you are following on social media are positive as well, okay? Next thing is practicing self-acceptance, okay? So, like, that little thing before about it's, positive body images is is um like appreciating um, the unique qualities and characteristics of you, that you have so it's accepting that you're not going to be perfect okay perfect perfectionism doesn't exist you're not going to love your body all the time there are still going to be parts of your body that you want to change but if you can accept them and know that your worth um as a person is not solely on your appearance like you're going to move 
like forward so much quicker and like if you still want to change these some things about your body that you don't like and you have control to change them you still can but it's going to you're going to be able to do that from a much like you're going to be much more likely to do that from a like a, a place of positivity a positive frame of mind not a place of guilt of shame okay next struggle is about um kind of similar struggles so um, about mindless eating so first one was going to try tra- going to try tracking everything in advance i would normally just put in main meals and leave allowance for extras but i'm going to put everything in um and the next one was some mindless evening snacking is crept back in this is definitely due to habit slash comfort eating um, i need to try and be more mindful i would love to get my calories under my target so a couple of bits on mindless um, like snacking and mindless eating and this can unintentionally like lead to you coming out of your deficit like especially if you're not tracking them like if you are just going to leave a little bit of an allowance for extras like one like you're not really educating yourself on exactly what your energy intake is like what is in these extras that you're eating um, because you might if you know what's in them you might decide that that's actually not worth it um, and also you are not a um, like you're you're not these things are going to always add up as well because a lot of times the mindless snacking the mindless eating is on like higher higher calorie things like so you need to be tracking everything like if you are tracking calories like because a couple of mindless snacks a day is going to be or it might push you out of your deficit or to maintenance calories and that's maybe why like you're not dropping like body fat or body weight if um if you are struggling okay I don't know if anybody follows the fitness chef, but he did a post the other day about like um, mindless snacks, and there was something like it was crazy. So it's like four lint balls, um, or were like three hundred and fifty-ish calories. But I was thinking about like how easy is that to do like in a day? So I know for myself, like if there's stuff out at work, or even if I've got stuff in the counters in, in the house, like if I'm walking by, I'm like picking one or two of them up, like every time I walk past. Okay mindlessly probably wouldn't even think twice about it and if you're doing that with a couple of things across a day like you're that you can see how easily that could push you up out of your deficit okay the other thing about um the person that had spoken about like snacking in the evening and being down to a comfort like or habit like is that one that's amazing that you've actually identified it's not genuine hunger it is down to something else so can you think can you do something else it's going to like either provide that comfort that you're getting from food or distract yourself if it's a habit okay um like it's not genuine hunger like it doesn't sound as if it's genuine hunger so finding other things that are going to help keep you occupied whether that's like a walk a bath a stretch reading a book maybe some housework phoning a friend meeting a friend for a walk like drawing just something that's going to distract yourself enough for that craving um, to pass or for you to find comfort in something else that isn't just food. Another thing I was thinking about as well with this is like if when it become when it's part of a like a habit, like is this stacked onto something else? So for example, watching TV, like do you always snack in front of the TV? And if that's the case, like is that a habit of snacking attached to like sitting down watching TV? Like there's a few things you can do here like to break the habit. Um, and that is simply by like maybe changing up, like so you're not watching TV every single night. Maybe you're doing something else instead of watching TV. Um, or maybe you are changing, like so maybe you, you want to watch like your favourite show, but maybe you do that in your bed with your laptop, for instance. 
And does that mean that the, the snacking habit is not attached to that? Um, so that's something to think about as well. Like, is it stacked onto something else? And if you change that behaviour, so change the behaviour of watching TV for, in, for TV, for instance, to something else, does that impact the snacking habit? And some things I think with this is like, so I had this with hot chocolate, and I know that sounds really, really random, but every single night I was having a hot chocolate, um, and it became a habit. It wasn't really because I wanted it. Um, sometimes I think it was the comfort of having a hot drink, but a lot of times it was just like, I would get the kids down, I would come downstairs, I would put the kettle on, I would make a hot chocolate. Um, and for me, the thing that helped break that was like, so just giving myself like a three, so for three days. So for the next three days, you're not going to have a hot chocolate. And I could think about that, it was a manageable chunk of time. And I could be like, I'm going to challenge myself for the next three days, I'm not going to have a hot chocolate. And then I realised it was just the comfort of a hot drink. I didn't really want the hot chocolate. And it was just a habit that I had got myself into. And I still have a hot chocolate if I really, really want one, but... I haven't in a while now, um, and it has just been habit. So that's something to think about too and consider um, if you're looking at like breaking the mindless snacking in, at night. The next two struggles were pretty similar as well. Um, they were about feeling like they've went off plan a little bit. Okay, so first person said that they had a sickness bug, so didn't really stick to the plan for a good few days. And the next person has written, um, I feel like I fell off the wagon this weekend. I've had low moods, periods been late constipated, really bad sugar cravings and night shift. So feel pretty dreadful about myself, but I realise it's hormonal and sleep related. And hopefully once um, they arrive, I'll feel better and more focused. So this is, these both struggles are a bit about like, a little bit like going off plan. Like, so like if you do go off plan because of like sickness, for instance, or hormones or your period or tiredness because of shifts, like it isn't the end of the world. Like, I kind of don't want you to think about this as a plan as such, but this is all about a lifestyle. And, like, so within that, the like, life is going to happen. Like, it's a lifestyle. Your life, things are, are going to crop up in your life that will mean that you do have to deviate a little bit. But it's about consistency. And I say this all the time. Like, if one week like, you cannot hit everything, like, do not worry about that. Like, if there's a genuine reason for it, like, don't make yourself feel guilty about it. Like, these things happen. Um, and, but the thing is, it's it's about not using, like, every single thing that crops up in your life as an excuse not to show up. Like, but these are genuine reasons. Like, these clients have genuine reasons, like, sickness. Like, you cannot help if you're sick. Like, you ha- the best thing you can do when you're sick is to sleep. Try to eat as nutritiously as you can. Um, drinking plenty of water. Like, that is the most like um compassionate thing you can do at that time it's not beating yourself up about not being able to go to the gym like that's only going to um, make you more ill um like if you do if you do have like a late period and it's hormone related like it's not about beating yourself up about that do what you can um it's about but it's about being consistent okay because if if a couple if there's a few days like maybe every month or every couple of months where this happens like if you're consistent ninety percent of the time those couple of days aren't going to make any difference okay but it's the story that you're telling yourself if you're thinking that they do make a difference and then you're thinking ah fuck it let's just go and overeat and I'll start again in Monday etc etc that's what makes a difference um or if you start to then use anything as an excuse so it's too hot it's too cold, it's too early, it's too late, I'm too old, I'm too tired, like, do you know, if there's a rational reason why you haven't managed 
then don't beat yourself up about it. Like, you don't have to feel guilty. You don't then overeat. You don't dismiss everything. They still show up. You do what you can, depending on the circumstance. Um, and you tick the boxes you can. Like, we do not go, quote, unquote, off plan here. Like, we, this is lifestyle. This is part of our lives now. We don't feel guilty either. All right? Um, next struggle, I've struggled to keep within my calories as I didn't really... No. I've struggled to keep within my carbs and I didn't realise fruit has loads of carbs. Um, so there's like two little bits. So let's just focus on this first, okay? First of all, carbs are not bad, okay? And fruit is an amazing source of vitamins, minerals and antioxidants. So please, please, please keep eating all the fruits and veggies, please. Got your calorie target and you have your protein target. Carbs and fats are there as a rough guide. But as long as you're hitting your calories, that's the most important thing. And then the second macronutrient I want you to focus on is your protein intake. As long as you're hitting these, you will... So as long as you're hitting your calories, you will lose body fat. And the protein is going to help you because it's going to help get you fuller um, between meals. Protein is one of the most satiating... It is the most satiating macronutrient. It's also going to help with recovery. Um, and it's amazing hundreds and hundreds of different health benefits as well so that's why i give you like these two main like the main focus and your carbs and fats are there as a rough guide because at the end of the day everybody is going to have different preferences about how they like to eat some people will prefer higher carb intake some people will prefer higher fat intake and that is that's fine like the research has shown that it doesn't matter as long as calories are um like as long as calorie is is our hit okay as long as you're consistent with your calorie intake the amount of carbs and fats you have um is doesn't matter okay if you're thinking about like an easy way to kind of monitor how much carbs you're having in your meal um then whether you're tracking or not tracking this is a great tool to use and it just means that if you are tracking like that transition from tracking to non-tracking will be a lot easier because you'll potentially build a little bit of structure around your meals doing this but if you think about like the amount of carbs that you have in your meal as like a cupped handful sized portion and this is all in your welcome pack but if you're thinking about cooked um, carbs like pasta and rice then it's like a cupped handful or potatoes um, couscous that kind of thing um, if you're thinking about like things like bread bagels etc like two slices of bread one bagel one wrap would be like a portion of carbs and if you do this at most meals like you're not going to overeat in carbs and even just out of like curiosity even just weighing a portion of pasta seeing roughly how much that is like you might get a shock at like I got a shock weighing like 75 grams of pasta I was like holy shit I'm eating a lot more than that but again, like you don't have to be tracking calories, but you if you like you can get curious with these kind of things. You can look at the labels, you can look at um, portion sizes, etc. Like even just weighing them out once or twice, just to get a kind of rough idea about the like the portion or the the portion that says on the label versus what you're actually having and looking at it that way, whether you're tracking or not, you can do that. Um, and then the other thing about like fruits and vegetables. So yes, these do have carbs, but do not limit yourself on the amount of fruit and vegetables you have, like, you know, because they have got so many other things in them that are so good for your health, like vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, fibre, like, you need all of this. So an uh, easy way to think about your fruit and, fi- uh, fruit and veg intake is filling half your plate or two to three fist portions of fruit and vegetables, but I want you to think about colour. Like, I want you to think about having the rainbow throughout your day, 
like you're not a child you're not a toddler like there should be nothing beige about your plates we want to make these as colorful as we possibly can to get a variety of vitamins a variety of minerals a variety of antioxidants um so think color 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 um i think i I feel like there was something else i was going to say here um and i don't know where it was I'm sure it'll come to me. Okay. So the next little bit of this struggle was I need to go to the gym more next week as I struggled with some of the workout. Um, so we side note on this, like if you're struggling with any of the exercises, like this person's new and she's new to exercising to the gym. Um, I've already gave her a couple of alternatives because some of the stuff she was struggling with. Get in touch with that if you are, because there's always an alternative. All right. Um, so need to get to gym more as I struggle with some of the workout. I would like to sleep more too, but I have a few night shifts next week. Okay, so I want to chat a little bit about finding that balance between sleep, like night shifts, and going to the gym. Okay, some weeks, I'm not going to lie, if you have a couple of shifts, it might be a struggle. Like, it might be, okay? But what I would do is I would get your week planned out. Okay, there's a new resource in the vault. Um, it's the PPP system. Um... If you are listening and you're not a client, like drop me a wee message on Instagram, hello.moffit.fitness, if you're interested in this. This is what I swear by, okay? Now, so use this. And it's just a way to plan your week. But yes, you need to plan your week, but you also need to stick to the plan that you've made, okay? Show up to your workouts like they're an appointment, like you're going to work, okay? Would you be late in for work? Would you phone your boss and say, can't be arsed coming in today? Like, no, you would show up. Treat your Treat the workouts like that, okay? For me, I'll always train or go to a gym workout before a night shift and I'll always prioritise sleep after a night shift. You might have to try a few different things out and see how you feel. It might be that you go to the gym like after you've had a sleep, like the following day after a night shift. I would never, ever, ever recommend that you train immediately after a night shift. I've done this before and it never ends well. Like your one, your workout is... absolutely shit because you're so tired you've not had any sleep um and like two there's increased risk of like injury um because you are so tired like there's zero like you can't push yourself you can't push the weights you can't push the reps you're tired you're sluggish you feel like crap you don't leave feeling great like you leave thinking well this is for me i left by thinking you are a silly bitch why did why did you do that like never train after a night shift Sleep is a priority after a night shift and depending on like if you're having to get up for like kids and your your sleep is um, disrupted for some reason, like I would even sack the workout the following day and um, get an earlier bed, okay, because sleep is going to be so much more important than the gym that week and again it's about being consistent okay this is not just a six-week plan this is for life this is a change in lifestyle so see if one week you're stressing you can only get to the gym twice that's okay maybe next week you have no shifts and you can get to the gym four times like you can see how this will it builds consistency and it's not about being like all in or all out all right it's about finding balance and finding what works for you but it is going to be trial and error and seeing like what, what how you feel and what, what works best for you. So next struggles we had we've had a few who have mentioned the heat. Okay. Um the heat has been incredible. Like I hate complaining about the heat um because it's so nice when it's here, but 
it's just like I love going on holiday when it's hot but I, I was thinking about it like I think I think I think I think I think I think the thing that I love about being on holiday is having access to a pool not having to do washings, not having to cook, like having cocktails, having a bar, like etc, etc, not having to do anything, not having to work out, like, or if you are working out, it's in a lovely air-conditioned gym, like, I, I just don't think we're very equipped and used to it, like, we're not acclimatised to the heat, so it can make it tough, like, some tips, so, um, basically they were, like, all about the heat, so, roots, some people, it affected their appetite and their ability to do workouts, um, some people found getting their steps was hard because uh, they were either working shifts or the heat like made walking outside less enjoyable when they were coming back in sweaty, etc. Like so it has like so here's some tips like I feel I'm gonna give these tips and it's gonna like piss her in for the next three weeks. Okay. But we will have another warm spell, I'm sure. So here's some tips for the heat. Drink more water than normal, okay? You want to increase this by at least, at least a litre in what you're normally drinking. So if you're normally drinking like a litre and a half to two litres, up that to two and a half litres to three. Like I think some of the days this week I was drinking up to four litres of water and I was still feeling, I still had that horrible dry mouth in the evening. Okay, so drink more water than you think you need to. Thinking about having plenty of fruit and veg because your fruit and veg is full of water too. Ice lollies. Like, I have literally turned into an ice pool. Um, but not only are they going to rehyd- like, rehydrate you, they're going to cool you down as well. So ice pools, ice lolly, they're not high in calories as well, and they're very refreshing. Um, plenty of water when you're working out, okay? And if you're a particularly sweaty person and you lose a lot of sweat, especially in the heat, you might want to think about, like, an electrolyte tablet to replenish your salts. I actually made my own this week, and it was, like, basically just a diluting juice and I put a quarter teaspoon of salt and half a teaspoon of sugar in it um, and so a little bit of fresh orange and it was really just because I did one of the home workouts in one of the hottest days and it, it was, I was literally in a pool of sweat so you can make your own it's not about going and buying electrolyte tablets you can do as well there's some really good ones out there um, but they are expensive you can make your own but it's just thinking about replenishing some of the salts that you're losing or just having a little bit more salt in your food that day um and about if you're struggling with workouts like try and work out at cooler time so whether that's early in the morning later at night having fans in your gym like your home gym or in the house if you can if you have access to them going to a gym with air conditioning like what an actual luxury like I'm so used to training in like my garage or like CrossFit gyms who that don't have that but the gym that I do go to like once a week has air conditioning and it is a bloody treat um I'm going to just t- um mention one of the struggles about so it was, was about the heat um but this person wrote, I done my first workout but didn't make time for it anymore. Um, we'll need to plan my workouts into my week and be accountable for them. And I really love, love, oh my gosh, a big, a big fly just flew into my eye. That's disgusting. Oh my God. Anyway, so I, like this person, she's um, just starting, she's just in a new group. Um, and I love how she said, I didn't make time for any more workouts. Like, how like that is being accountable it's not looking to blame other people it's not looking for excuses she's like I just didn't make time for them and that is the thing you're never going to find time okay time is a finite source it's not a finite source 
you know what I mean. Like, we're not going to get any more time. You have to be, like, particular about your time, about managing your time, okay? And that is sometimes a very hard truth for a lot of people to hear, um, is they, they don't make the time for them. They'll say, oh, I'm really busy, I, I just don't have the time, I can't find the time. Like, like you have to be accountable and consistent and, and plan this out, okay? This person has, like, the most amazing attitudes towards us. Like, I know she's going to do it. She's already got them planned in. We've been messaging, like, they're planned in for this week. But, um, yeah, I think just acknowledging that she didn't make the time for it for them this week she puts her hands up she's like that was me that was that was something that I need to work on and she's put things in place this week to make sure that she does and I do think it has to be a little bit cooler this week so hopefully the heat won't be as big of an issue but use some of the tib the tips the tips that I said before um so I'm going to move on to questions now so we've had two questions absolutely amazing ones um, question number one is the best alternatives to pull-ups. So there's pull-ups in the gym workout, okay? If you're new to like to the gym and exercising, like you just might not be quite there for um like a pull-up or like for your first strike pull-up, okay? It's amazing, it's an amazing feeling to get a first strike pull-up. Like um I remember getting when I got my first one, I was absolutely buzzing. Um but it is it's a it is a hard skill, okay? But if it's something you want to work towards, then like there's loads of different things you can do. Or if pull-ups um, are just a little bit too difficult just now, there is there's so many alternatives. And this goes for any of the exercises. Like I said before, if you're struggling with any exercises, there's always an alternative that we can find if you're injured, um, if you can't do something, if you feel like your form isn't great, you're not feeling it where you're supposed to, drop me a message as well. You can always record yourself doing it, send it to me, like you don't have to pop in the group, send it to me privately. I'll have a little look at your form, give you any tips, any pointers as well. Like that's an option, like remember that. Um, so this person works out from home um, and she was asking about alternatives and so she sent me some pictures of her gym and oh my gosh I had like actual like gym envy such a setup it was like a little I was looking oh my gosh that looks great it's like a little playground for me um she had a lot of access to kit okay so gave her some options so if you're struggling with pull-ups, you can do things like banded pull-ups. So you would hook a band onto like a rig. Um, so if you don't know what a rig is, it's, that's like your squat stand. And usually what they have is they have a bar going across the top or they've got like handles going across the top that you can um, hold on to to pull yourself up. And you can loop a band around that. You can loop a couple of bands around that depending on how much assistance you need. But what that's going to do is that going to, that's going to take a little bit of your body weight and it's going to allow you to um, pull yourself up, all right? So you're still going to be using um, like some of your body weight. Um, and over time, you can reduce the bands um, and you, as your strength builds. So that's an option. Another option is um, eccentric pull-ups. So I absolutely love these for building strength. Um, so what that means is you would jump up to the top. So when your chin is over the bar, like the, the top of a pull-up, and you would when you were when you're going down to the floor, do that as slow as you possibly can. Okay. Now this is tough. It burns, but it it is one of the best ways to um improve your pulling strength. 
Okay, you are going to get your first pull-up very quickly if you do loads and a shitload of eccentric pull-ups. You can also do these with bands as well. Because like I said before, like the band's going to take a little bit of your body weight away. Um, you can do lat pull-downs if you are in the gym, you have access to the gym, uh, to gym equipment. You can do these like wide grip, which is going to um, work slightly different muscle groups to if you do like close grip. So that's when your hands are closer together or you can go hands further apart. Um, ring rows or TRX rows as well or inverted rows with the barbell. There is honestly like so many different um, options. My favourite, like my all-time favourite is the eccentric pull-ups. Okay, I prefer these much more to banded pull-ups. Um, and it's actually how I got back into do like back doing pull-ups um, after having like the kids is I would, I just did a lot of eccentric pull-ups um, to get my strength back up there. So I hope that helps. And last question was, is it okay to be over my carbs most days? So kind of answered this before. Like, like I said before, like as long as your calories and protein are hit, then you are going to lose body fat. So your fats and your carbs don't really matter, okay? But this particular person, like, and we had a little chat about it um, and her feedback, what I noticed from her food diary was how low her fat is. So I will always have a, a, a look through everybody's food diary just to see, like, the consistency with it, like, if there's any meals missing, etc., etc. Like, and what I noticed with this was every single day her fat intake was really, really low. Now, the occasional day your fat intake is quite low maybe you decide that you want to have like something really high in carbs um like a really like a like a big pasta dish or something like a kind of one-off like that's not going to make much difference if your fat intake is consistently low then that is that could potentially have an impact in your fats um in your health because fat is in a, like there's some fats that the, our body does not make um, itself and we need to get these from our diet okay um so I don't want your fat intake and this goes for anybody to be consistently lower than 0.5 grams per kilogram of body weight so you take your body weight so mine's for instance 80 kilos like I wouldn't want my fat intake to be any lower than 40 grams of fat um for like more than like four or five days because if you're consistently lowering in fat then it means that you're missing out on things like um nuts seeds peanut butter olive oil salmon avocado cheese like you're gonna you're not gonna be having a lot of these in your diet so that is one thing to look out for so yes fat like your carbs and your fat intake as long as you're hitting your protein like use these as a guide but just be a little bit wary about your fat and about where it is and I get why people initially, the first thing they do is drop fat. And it's because that's that's one of the easiest ways to create a calorie deficit because fat compared to protein, compared to carbs, is like nine grams of, like nine calories per gram, whereas like protein and carbs is four calories per gram. So if you just cut out all the fat in your diet um, or a lot of the fat in your diet, you are going to drop calories but that sustainable, like or for long-term health and sustainability, it's not the option that we want, okay? We need to have these healthy fats, like I just mentioned. You need to have these in your diet, like, every single day because 
your body is not producing um, or it can't produce uh, omega-3 fatty acids by itself. You need to get these from the food you, you eat. So that's things like your oily fish, so salmon, mackerel. Um, you need to be eating lots, like not lots of this, but um, like one to two portions ideally of oily fish a week um, and thinking about getting like some polyunsaturated and monounsaturated fats. So that's like your healthy fats, like your nuts, your seeds, peanut butter, olive oil, olives, um, salmon, avocado, cheese. Like you want to have some of that in your diet. Um, So yeah, I hope that helps. And welcome everybody um, in the new group. I am super, super excited to have you all here. Um, If anybody has any questions or any follow-up questions on this, please don't hesitate to put them in the group or message me um, privately. Um, But yeah, thank you for your time and attention and I'll speak to you all in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I really appreciate your time and attention. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would be so, 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 so grateful if you shared it with just one person and that's going to help me help as many women as possible. And if you're interested in how I can help you, um, then please get in touch. You can find me on Instagram at heather.moffat.fitness or I'll leave a link to my WhatsApp below.